Thanks to Clear for supporting the Apple Bits XL. Clear uses your eyes and fingertips instead of traditional ID documents to get you through airport and stadium security faster. Get your first two months of Clear for free by going to clearme.com slash applebits and using the promo code applebits with a Z. Also, thanks to FreshBooks for supporting the AppleBits XL as well. Join the 24 million people who've used FreshBooks. Try for free for 30 days. No catch and no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com slash AppleBits and enter AppleBits in the How Did You Hear About Us section to get started. All right, talking about get started, let's get to the show. Oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Brian's on here, your host, holding it down, doing the most. BTZ, giving it to you nice and easy for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. This is our weekly show, all the latest news, all the stuff that is important to you. We've got a whole bunch of stuff. We are going to jump and actually give you some voicemails this week. And remember to be a part of the show. We had so many that I couldn't include them all over the past two weeks. Call in, use the voice memo app, record it, and then send it to Show at gmail.com. That's AppleBits with a Z. Also, you can support this show. This is completely independent. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is the way that you can do it. Starting at $2 per month, $5, $10, $25, the $100 Platinum Apple level. You get things like early access to content, rewards, and also a completely ad-free version of the show. So if I've given you any value over the years or over time and you want to kind of contribute back, Starts at $2, $5 a month is a cup of coffee. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you do it, and I would be so grateful as I continue to work and build this up. All right, but enough of that. Let's get to the show and talk about what matters. A lot of big news and stories that came out this week, maybe not about flagship products, but just around them. So first up, kind of the lead story, two lead stories this week. Number one, Apple's rumored Powerbeats 4 receive FCC approval. Now, these are the workout headphones. These are, if you know about the Powerbeats Pro that were their completely wireless workout earbuds in the past, they've had the Powerbeats, which had the wire that connected the two kind of wraparound earbuds. So the 4s, or at least what's believed to be the 4s, were leaked out for FCC approval, described as Powerbeats wireless, likely the rumored ones. We expect them to come with the H1 chip that allows you to do the uh, yay Siri command. Also, the ability to get announced messages with Siri, which is one of my most underrated kind of subtle. I love this feature when I'm working out. All of a sudden, I get a little mention, and it reads out the text that I get, and then you can respond via voice. I thought that was really cool. Inside this FCC filing are actual images of what it looks like. Typically, when this information gets released, it could be even days before we see this product at least within a few weeks, a month at the most. So FCC filing has pretty much leaked out the fact that new Powerbeats Pros are coming very soon. Other leaks that happened that might have surprised you, what about the iPad Pro? Now, this is one thing we haven't heard anywhere else. We've heard rumors of the potential iPad Pro smart keyboard coming in with maybe bringing in the scissor switch keyboard from the MacBook Pro line. Maybe we'd see something like that. We've heard of a potential backlit keyboard for the iPad Pro smart keyboard. Well, now the information is reporting that the new iPad Pro that is coming out this year will have a built-in trackpad on its smart keyboard. They are currently preparing it for mass production. Again, the previous reports never mentioned a trackpad. And when I hear this, 
I first got excited, and then I'm like, wait, what? A, wait a second, because here's the thing: I've always wanted an iPad with more versatility. I want iPad OS to do more, and so the excitement is that oh my gosh, are we actually going to see Apple finally attempt to give us some sort of a Surface Pro experience, the thing that I've been asking for forever? And some people might shy away from that because they're saying, hey, the iPod, iPad is all about touch. It's always been about touch. We don't need more. My my thinking is that, look, use the iPad exactly the way that you've used it before, but it gives us more functionality for people like myself than bring it on. But then the other thing about this is now that you throw a trackpad in here, there's got to be new software features. There's got to be new functionality. You can't just slap a trackpad on an iPad Pro keyboard case and just say, oh, now we're just giving you the ability to use your finger as a mouse. Now, Actually, now that I say that out loud, that might really be as much functionality <laughs> as Apple gives us because you know they're going to they're gonna kiss us. They're going to keep it simple stupid now that i think about it out loud they're probably going to just let us use it like a mouse but the functionality will remain exactly the same it's not like i'm going to be able to do a full-fledged final cut pro a full-fledged adobe photoshop a full-fledged whatever just because all of a sudden this thing has a trackpad okay now i'm a little tempered (laughs) but i think it's still exciting the fact that we will get some level of additional functionality. I'm still waiting for them just to do a basic touchscreen on a MacBook. Just give me some of that scrolling, pinch and zoom, and opening apps with a double tap. That's so basic. If you just gave me scrolling and multi-touch on there, I'd be a happy camper. Now, in terms of design, the report from the information says the new iPad Pro smart keyboard with the trackpad is expected to be made of the materials that are similar to the current smart keyboards. So kind of that softish, rubbery slash fabricy design. Foxconn will be the main manufacturer of this new accessory that is expected to arrive this year. Wow. I did not I did not see that coming, but very cool. Another iPad Pro news or future iPad Pro news, Inelux, Taiwan-based Inelux has won orders to supply Apple with the mini LED panels for a new iPad Pro due to launch later this year. So could the new iPad Pro now be getting a mini LED display? If you aren't familiar, we've talked about it a few times here. Mini LED basically gives you a lot of the same benefits of OLED displays. OLED displays give you those inky blacks that I am in love with, but you get a higher contrast ratio, higher brightness, and deeper blacks with OLED, but what mini LED does on top of that is significantly improve uh, the battery, the the energy efficiency. They're also thinner and lighter, which could help with actual product designs, so they're more efficient. And then the other thing is an OLED display stands for organic. The O stands for organic. It has an actual organic material that over time um, is expected or can and will decay, so maybe the intensity and colors won't be as deep and as intense, let's say, five, 10 years down the line where mini LED doesn't involve any organic components of that nature. So this is expected to be in the 12.9-inch model in fall of 2020. According to this report, and Inelux has won the contracts to produce these and are expected to start putting them out in the second half of this year. So again, kind of targeting that spring range. 
Another iPad Pro leaked cases out has the little three camera array camera square, the big old fat black square on the, not black, but the big fat square on the back of the iPad Pro. Cases are out. They look exactly what you think they look like. A big black case with a square, rounded square hole. They're out there. <laughs> they are out there. But that that's, I mean, those are two big things just to shake up someone who loves the iPad Pro. A trackpad keyboard case, even though I've told you before, I think the keyboard case and the keys on it suck. It's just not good, so I'm waiting for a scissor switch keyboard of some kind for the iPad Pro. You bring that, you bring the trackpad, I'll start I'll start paying attention a little more. So we'll see when that happens. Also, this week, or maybe about earlier this week, a lot of leaks about what could be coming at this spring Marchish event from Apple that would ideally include the iPad Pro. Now, John Prosser on YouTube. He does front page tech. It's like a daily show. He had basically received screenshots from an employee at Target in their inventory system revealing products that are have been put in their system. Now, the idea and the thinking is that these are probably placeholders for some Apple products coming very soon. And typically, reports have said that when they show up in a system like this in Target, the products will probably be coming out within the next month or so, which times perfectly with the spring event. But Prosser found and received a screenshot that says Apple AirPods X generation. Price $399.99. And the thing about that is those aren't probably AirPods. Those sound like, to me and everyone else, like Apple's potential over-the-ear headphones, they're not going to sell AirPods for $399, but it's been long rumored for almost, I think, two years now. Originally, I think Bloomberg started floating the idea of an over-the-ear headphone that has the H1 chip, noise-canceling potentially, just all all the technology that you see in the AirPods in an over-the-ear headphone that is Apple-branded. So that could be one of them. There were also other, then this kind of like, opened up the floodgates where other employees started sending more screenshots of inventory to John Prosser, to 9to5Mac to be like, hey, what else could be in the system? Again, these aren't official products, but there was an Apple iPod Touch X generation. That's at least what it was listed at, at $399.99. I'm going to tell you right now, no one is buying or better be buying an iPod Touch for $400. So, the thinking could be maybe that is the iPhone 9 slash iPhone SE 2 model that's been put in their inventory. There's also a spot for an Apple TV Gen X. They're all called, they're all kind of using this X notation. A new Apple TV 4K and then Apple Watch Series bands. That could be also. And then finally, there was a 10.5 inch iPad Pro uh, with Wi Fi that had no price listed that maybe is the placeholder for the new iPad Pro. So, if you follow along and add all these things up, yes, this is all rumor, speculation. These were all entered into the system at the same time. So you, you can imagine that's probably not a mistake. It's definitely deliberate. But if all these things come true, we could, for this March or spring event, see a new Apple over-the-ear headphones, a new iPad Pro, new iPhone 9 or SE2, whatever they call it, a new Apple TV 4K, 
and new Apple Watch series bands. And altogether, that is a comprehensive, pretty beefy spring launch for Apple that I think people would be happy with and be, you know, comfortable with like, hey, that is a nice early year launch. Of course, everything is then going to drop after WWDC, the big boys. But very interesting. And also no mention of AirTags in there whatsoever. And the reason why I jumped to AirTags is because in an earlier video of like what we expect to see in 2020, AirTags are one of my most exciting products just because of A, they're going to be cheap. They're going to complement the products that most of us already have. It's not like you're going to have to buy the newest iPhone to necessarily take advantage of it. Well, I guess I should take that back. You need, <laughs> you actually need the iPhone 11 and higher with the ultra wideband, the U1 chip to get that accuracy. So I take that back. But anyways, AirTags, according to a new report from Mako Takara, these item trackers that they're putting out and have been long rumored now, the report says they will be completely waterproof and use similar magnetic wireless charging that we see on the Apple Watch to charge them. Everyone was wondering how might these charge. So evidence of the AirTags have been found in plenty of builds of iOS 13 as far back as last summer. There was like the Find My app that incorporated some sort of tag system. We don't know when to expect them, but I don't know if it's going to be anytime during the spring. We, my, I've got to guess we're going to see them by the end of this year. I think it would be kind of nice now. Don't put them in the spring lineup with some of these little bumps. Put them, bring them out with the iPhone. Get it right. You got till what, September to kind of really fine tune this and make sure it works with the iPhone perfectly. I love the idea of these AirTags especially with the plugs to the ecosystem and how we can leverage each other and kind of build this network of things that can find other things. And people started to call in with their AirTag ideas. So we will we will get to those a little later. So AirTags, definitely 2020 coming soon. And uh, I can't wait for that. Now, before we kind of jump over to more things, let's talk about iPhone rumors. Yes, I know you love the iPhone rumors, but this one, is kind of juicy to me. Again, Japanese blog Mako Takara talks about how the new iPhones, the next series, so whatever's coming in 2020, may support a new Wi-Fi standard known as 802.11ay. Now, this is the follow-up to 802.11ad, and what the advantages are is that it quadruples the bandwidth in ay, and it also adds up to four streams of multiple transmission and reception. This is a new Wi-Fi spec. It's using the 60 gigahertz spectrum. It's still being drafted, so it hasn't been finalized, but is expected to be wrapped up and finalized by the end of 2020. Now, in this report from Mako Takara, they talk about some of the features of it. One of them is that this new wireless standard has ultra short range connectivity. So you think about that. Okay, well, it'll be able to communicate with, fine, between iPhones, but also other products within close proximity of each other. And what is Apple working on that is close proximity that will likely be on your body or your face and requires its own transmission of data? And all of a sudden, this 802.11ay is bringing us four streams of multiple transmission and reception at the same time. I started getting juiced about this, even though I don't even wear them. This is primed for Apple glasses or whatever Apple AR VR product that they put out there. Really interesting. So this 802.11ay standard will be finalized at the end of this year, excels in ultra short range connectivity, 
and four streams of transmission and reception. Makes me put my finger on my chin and go, hmm, that's very interesting. Very. Also in iOS 13.4, the beta released earlier this week suggests that Apple is also developing a new over-the-air recovery feature designed for the iPhone and iPad. And why is this important? Well, a lot of times when you recover your phone or iPad, you have to plug it into a machine. You have to plug it into a MacBook Pro typically. Look, this is there's a reason why I rely on backing up my stuff physically. Uh, I don't trust the iCloud yet. I've heard of disasters over iCloud. So I'm like, I'm just going to store my backup locally. I trust it better that way. Sure, it takes up a bunch of space. I'm okay with that. So this new feature called OS Recovery appears to really provide a way to restore an iPhone, an iPad, an Apple Watch, or even a HomePod without the need to connect it to a computer. It can be all done over the air. So this is kind of a really cool feature. That's if your device is in trouble. So also, if I don't need to connect it anymore to a physical device, it leads me to believe that we could be going portless. Remember all those stories about a portless iPhone in 2021? Fine, maybe they plant the seeds in 2020, but we're getting there, everybody. No ports, no ports, no ports. All right, thanks to Clear for supporting the Apple Bits XL. You know that I'm always not the greatest at getting to places early because I'm traveling a lot, and sometimes I kind of cut it really close like I am right before I need to leave to the airport and finish this podcast and record it and publish it. So especially when I'm traveling and getting to the airport early enough, I got to avoid that uh, I might miss my flight feeling anxiety because I've done it before. So that's why I'm excited about our newest sponsor, Clear. Clear helps you get through security with the tap of your finger so you can get to your gate faster and reduce pre-flight stress. Clear replaces the need for physical ID cards using your eyes and fingertips to get you through security because you're the best ID out there. It also allows you to create your account online before going to the airport. So once you get to the airport, a clear ambassador helps you finish the process. Then you can immediately use it. It also gives you help through security faster in 65 plus airports and stadiums across the country with more being added every day. So things like LAFC. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. They have it. The airports have it. Also, I've used it for the first time at San Jose this week and The scanning process, it was faster than anything I've ever done before in an airport. They put me at the front of the line. It was really just an easy experience, and you know that I'm traveling a whole lot, so it absolutely made a difference for me. So right now, listeners of this show can get their first months of Clear for free. Go to clearme.com slash AppleBits and use the code AppleBits. That's C-L-E-A-R-M-E dot com slash AppleBits with the promo code AppleBits for your free two months. Now, this episode is also brought to you by FreshBooks. Do you remember when you started your small business? Because I do, still feels like I'm doing it. It wasn't a small feat, took a lot of nights, early mornings, and more than the occasional all-nighter. You feel me, like you've been insanely busy ever since I know you have. So why not make things a little easier? Well, our friends at FreshBooks have the solution. FreshBooks invoicing and accounting software is designed specifically for small business owners. It's simple, intuitive, and keeps you way more organized than the dusty shoebox filled with these crumpled receipts. I don't do that. 
Trade and send professional looking invoices in 30 seconds and then get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. See when your clients review your invoices with the FreshBooks Notification Center. You can easily create these invoices and then also customize them, have your logo and really reflect your brand colors to make them look all nice and fancy schmancy. File expenses even quicker, keep them perfectly organized for tax time. And the best part, FreshBooks grows alongside your business so you'll always have the tools that you need when you need them without ever having to learn the ins and outs of accounting. So join the 24 million people who've used FreshBooks. Try for free for 30 days. No catch, no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com slash AppleBits and enter AppleBits with a Z in the how did you hear about us section to get started today. All right, let's get back to the show, the business. And if you're looking to kind of find out more about the Mac Pro and the XDR display, Apple actually released their white papers. It's basically a deep technical dive into some of the architecture and specifics it's kind of important to know especially if you're going to be putting down as a base model price five thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars for desktop so i don't want to dig too deep into it because it is like nitty gritty stuff but check it out uh, they release it it's available to public but one new thing about the mac pro has been revealed this is very important marquez brownlee mkbhd did his review and he has a Mac Pro with wheels on it. And so he just decided, uh, hey, let's just put the Mac Pro on the floor and see what happens. And the wheels have no locks. So the Mac Pro, depending on the angle or slickness of a floor, or ever how a place is built, it will start rolling by itself because the wheels have no locks. You guys, that... That's horrible, man. That's a bad apple. Uh, that, I guess that's more sad. It's kind of pathetic. Like you didn't, you didn't think about this. Like some people, fine, you have it near your your workstation under your desk. It could roll away. You have it on top of your desk. It could roll away. There's no locks on it. They're just free, loosey goosey wheels. <laughs> that is hilarious. Also, another probably my favorite story of the week, arguably. I think, it was, I think it is. Director Ryan Johnson, a recent movie, real fun one, Knives Out, murder mystery, fun one. Uh, he was interviewed by Vanity Fair. And so during, during this interview, he talked about some of the things that, um, I guess, secrets from the set of the show. And the one thing he talked about, is he said this, like, uh, I don't know if I should say this or not, not because it's lascivious or something, but because it could screw me on the next mystery movie. But he basically told people that Apple, they let iPhones in movies, but bad guys cannot have iPhones on camera. I repeat, bad guys cannot have iPhones on camera. It's an Apple policy. Oh my gosh. So he said it might even give away something in his next films if he uses iPhones. And there were rumors. I don't know if you all watched 24 with Kiefer Sutherland, Jack Bauer. That was one of my favorite shows of all time. At least season one and two were were bomb. There were people. There were fan theories that oh, only good guys have Macs and the bad guys have PCs, but it was never confirmed. Well, this pretty much confirms that, and it just shows the level of freakish control that Apple maintains. And if you don't think that this permeates through all aspects of how they deal with media, um, whether it's TV shows and movies or press yeah and that's all i'm gonna say about that inside baseball there so bad guys 
don't use iPhones. Good guys use iPhones. And I know people that are listening, some of you feel really good about yourself. Some of you feel really bad. You're bad guys. (laughs) Whatever, Apple. Whatever. Uh, Also, just to kind of give a little shout out this week, Monday, as of Monday, February the 24th, would have been SJ's 65th birthday. You know, we talk about SJ a lot on this show. Obviously, the co-founder of the company with Steve Wozniak and just all the amazing products. I'm always thankful. You know, again, I worked at the Apple retail store in Palo Alto. Got to meet him and talk to him and deal with him multiple times. But I think it's kind of crazy because a show like this and the passion that we have for tech really wouldn't necessarily be the same without him. And so it's kind of you've always got to remember and celebrate not only his life, but celebrate the fact that many of us, when you celebrate a birthday, it's nothing that you should take for granted. And it's something to celebrate each year. It's special. Like not everyone is guaranteed a birthday. And so, yes, I'm getting like into my feelings, but just wanted to, you know, remember SJ, he would have been 65 today, but also celebrate the lives that we have. And just the fact that we get to talk about tech and have fun doing it. There's, is there anything better? I mean, find a really good meal and some other things, but it is, it's all good. We're lucky and blessed to be here. So just want to throw that out to you. And since we talk about how we're lucky to just talk tech, let's get to our phone calls. Remember, all you got to do is use a voice memo app, record it, your name, where you're from, what you want to talk about. Keep it around a minute, minute 30. We got so many, some were just too long. I couldn't use them, but let's get up to our first call. Eduardo, he wants to talk a little bit about that iOS. Hey there, Brian. This is Eduardo, originally from California, currently living in St. Louis, but I had a question for you regarding iOS. I don't know if you've ever addressed this before or what, but how do you feel about iOS? Do you think it has some like really big flaws I need addressing? Do you think it's this really refined experience? Personally, I think it's so well done. And while it does have some issues and some things that could be implemented better, I think the restraint it has in its design really, you know, sets it apart. Um, But yeah, I just want to know what you think. Really appreciate the content you put out. Thanks, man. Eduardo, thank you so much for the call and a nice mic. Someone's doing recordings or some real good stuff. Uh, So let's get to it. You know what? Look, iOS is clean. It's easy to use. But there's things that stick out to me. Obviously, everyone talks about the customization of Android, and I've been really using Galaxy devices a bunch the past, I would say, even month or so. The Flip Z, uh, the S20 Ultra right now. The thing that sticks out the most to me is, although Apple's OS is very clean and easy to use and very direct, which is awesome, they, they need to do more with it. I think one of the one of the simplest, there's two things that could instantly enhance an iPhone right now. One, every iPhone, no matter what size, should be able to be should use the OS horizontally in landscape mode. I think that would be an easy no-brainer and it's a low-hanging fruit. But the other one, with these large screen phones that we have, why can't we do dual screen or multi-windows on an iPhone? It's 2020. Like It's really easy to implement. They've done it on the iPad and that's a big screen. All these big-time juicy phones, especially from Galaxy, the huge screens, they've had multi-windows for, geez, I'm going to guess at least four or five years, at least, if I can remember. We still don't even have them. And when I say we, people that use Apple iPhones as their main driver. So you have that. I am I think those are very two simple ways. I think that iOS 
still has a way to go more than anything from a stability and bug standpoint. I think they really need to prove that this year. It was one of my big things that Apple needs to do better in 2020. I know it looks nice and it's clean and it'll always look nice, but under the hood, when you have what it was four or five software updates within the first six weeks of its release, that's just not acceptable. So it may not be at the forefront, but on the back end, I think those are kind of, I guess you could say three things that they need to work on, but two that are really easy to implement. And I hope we see some new stuff in iOS. And I also hope we see a lot more in iPad OS as well. So thanks for calling Eduardo. Hope, uh, hope it gave you a little few nuggets to chew on. All right, next up, John Joshua. Hey, Brian, John from New York here. Uh, so I'm in a unique situation. Uh, I, need, I work in healthcare. I need a device that's very portable and somewhat powerful to get a lot of uh, administrative tasks sort of done. Um, and I know the new iPad Pro is coming out with the new updated uh, scissor switch keyboard and the backlit keyboard, which I would think is a way bigger improvement than what we have currently. And I also heard that same update is going to be coming to the new uh, MacBook Air. Those are kind of the two things I'm looking at um, right now. But I'm, I'm, I was really hoping that would come out in March, but I guess it's going to be delayed from what your recent report was saying. Uh, what do you think I should do? Should I hold off on it? Do you think it will come out soon? I'd love to know what you think. Uh, also, heard you do a lot of traveling, and I can say that I'd love to see some vlogs if you uh, ever thought about doing that. I'm sure the rest of us would too. It would be cool to see what your day in life is like. Appreciate it. Take care. All right, thanks for the call. This is a great question. I First of all, I typically, whenever a new product is coming out, I always say wait. And it's not even to necessarily buy the newest thing, but when you wait and they release a new product, if it doesn't do enough that you really want, the previous generation typically can be bought within like a two, three-week window, still directly from Apple for anywhere from 100 to $200, $300, sometimes less. Typically with an iPad, it's like 100 or $200 less for a brand new version of the generation before. So just from a financial standpoint, I would consider doing that. Also, you got to think about the keyboard. I I literally despise the iPad smart keyboard, how it feels. It's just too flat. It's like banging on flat rubber for me. So if you're going to be, even though you need a portable device, I think the iPad is obviously the ultimate portable device. If you want a media consumption tool, that's fun. And I know it sounds weird, intimate, because you can sit with it and just hang out with it in all these ways. Like, come on, I... I I cuddle up to it like a friend on my lap. Then, fine, I point towards the iPad Pro. I think you'll like it. But if you're doing a lot of administrative stuff, a lot, and you're using a keyboard a lot, I would probably lean towards the MacBook Air. So it it really comes down to what is more important for your use case. As for the travel blog stuff, you know, I've thought about it. Um, What it is is that, to be honest with you all, I grind so hard that when I take a trip or go on vacation, I just want to let go and escape and not think about work. Um, but maybe I will, you know, go to Hawaii a good amount just because my mom was born and raised there. And everyone always asks, where are all the food places you go to? So maybe this year we'll do something. But it, it's more just because I need to separate myself. And when I'm on a trip, I really just I really unwire a lot other than taking photos. And so. It's it's kind of like, you know, my happy place. It's 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 my safe space. So thanks so much for calling. And uh, yeah, next up, we've got James. BTZ, what's up, man? It's James from Virginia. I wonder, if you didn't create content for Apple, what would Apple have to do to the next iPhone 
to make you upgrade. The reason I ask is because I have a iPhone 10s Max and I love it. And this phone is so good to me that I honestly think I could hold on to it for four or five years before even thinking about upgrading. I don't think that there's anything Apple could do to make me want to upgrade because all of the functionality that I would want in my iPhone, Apple could do that with a software update. James, my man, you speak the truth. You you really reflect what a lot of people are feeling these days. Why do I need to upgrade? What will make me upgrade? And I think the biggest thing, and it, this is not even an Apple thing, but the, the next thing that's going to make you upgrade is basically your battery is probably going to get worse over time and the next generation of connectivity when it's in place, 5G connectivity, when it's in place. And I know you're saying, ah, I may not need to upgrade in four or five years. Maybe you don't, but I, I would guess maybe once year three, year four hits around, you might feel like, okay, I think I need to upgrade. But this is another point, depending on what you do with your phone. These The phones that we have, these are like supercomputers in our pocket. There's nothing from a software feature standpoint that really makes us say, hey, I got to have the next one. Now, I review these things. I enjoy them. To me, they're, they really phones have plateaued where it's now about form factor. To me, the battery life stuff matters more. It's battery life and camera and the next-gen connectivity. So once that hits for you, what, 5G is out, but it's probably not really, really going to be there, like really good going to be there for another two years. So you got at least a two-year window. I don't have all the answers because I don't think AR, VR is going to make me want to upgrade to an iPhone Apple glasses, that's there. To me, it's all about how the Apple Watch even evolves because I can do a lot of what I really need to on the Apple Watch and the iPhone will kind of become less and less important over the years. It's not that I'm saying get rid of it, but the biggest things, and I know it's not the sexiest, it's not a big idea, but it's all about infrastructure right now. 5G will be the thing that gets most people to upgrade eventually when it's good enough, battery life and camera. Those are kind of like the three critical things that will make someone care about. Screen, the screens are screens. Like, they're they're more than good enough, so we'll see. All right, next up, Trevor. Hey, Brian, this is Trevor from Pennsylvania. I'm just calling to say about the AirTags comment from last week. I'm just thinking, what if these AirTags Apple's coming out with, you can clip on different things like clothes or accessories. So, example, if you have a little kid or a kid with a pacifier and uh, they are, you know, dropping everywhere and, you know, parents or kids, you know, lose stuff, what if you could clip the little AirTag on a pacifier or a piece of clothing or whatever and then you can always find it. Just a little thought because then if they do that, that'd be innovative. And then everybody getting their tags. Just a thought. But let me know what you think. Love the show and keep doing your thing. Nostra Tongues! Nostra Tongues! Why, yes, yes! People that know, know. Okay, this is an amazing call. So we had a call a couple weeks ago that said, hey, put an air tag in a case for other phones so I can track them. Okay, Trevor's taking this to the next level. Put it on your kids, put it on your pacifier. Put it on people. I'm going to drop an air tag in my significant other's bag so I know exactly where they are. No, I'm not I'm not that crazy. I don't really care that much. But yeah, you know, people's I love this idea of like where else air tags can go. This is genius. 
Trevor, you also contributed to Apple's bottom line and gave them another multi-million dollar deal. I know someone from Apple is listening to this show. I actually know for a fact. So more than one person is. There's at least one person. All right, next up call. Got Tony. Hi, Brian. Tony here from Chandler, Arizona. Longtime Patreon fan, longtime listener. I have a question for you and didn't know if you've noticed this, but with the recent update to Apple Watch, while I'm at the gym or while you're listening to music, whatever, from Spotify, from your phone to your AirPods, if your watch happens to make like a notification sound, like you've already done so much uh, exercise or even when it makes a clicking sound uh, for opening your Mac with your Apple Watch, it uh, stops the music. The Spotify just stops. And I have to actually press play on my phone to get it to restart again. So I know it's, uh, you know, first world problems, but I'm just curious if you've noticed that as well. And the second question is, if I have these type of technical questions, is there like a forum you go to other than the Apple discussion forums, which seem to be kind of barren at the moment, but is there a place you go for answers on technical issues and see if other people have the same problem? I appreciate uh, your time and, and your answers. Have a good day. Okay, Tony, my man. First of all, thank you so much for your support. Uh, so grateful. Always appreciate it. And for people listening, um, I'd love your support as well. You know, we're keep on chugging along here. Okay, this is funny though, right? So Tony supports me and he's like, okay, I need, I would like some answers, Brian, <laughs> the quote unquote expert. And I have not experienced and I haven't seen that whole issue where the sound completely stops on my Apple Watch when it's interrupted by unlocking my MacBook or anything because I haven't used it literally in those specific cases. So I don't know. And I'm okay to say that because I want to open it up to the audience and the crowd that listens here. This We've had some questions actually answered deliberately by the Apple Bits Nation. So if any of you know what's going on here or have experienced this, because it might be just a thing that happens that will get fixed in the software update later, like in the next watchOS update, but not right now. But at least if people are experiencing this, let us know. The other question is, where do I go? This is so bad for me to say. Where do I go when I have a problem? Well, Tony, Tony, I'm, I use this amazing product. I just type in these six letters. Is it six letters? G-O-O-G-L-E. <laughs> and sometimes it leads me to the discussion forums, and sometimes it doesn't because it's actually easier to search in Google than to actually navigate Apple's discussion forums. Typically, it leads me to them. You know, you have some Reddit threads that are out there as well, but when I ever have an issue that I just can't crack, I this is why we're actually kind of, we're better at finding things because we just type it in Google, but we're actually technically kind of a little dumber in ways where instead of remembering all this stuff all the time, we just go to a website and the information is given to us. Like, the critical thinking aspect of it, or it's just not the same. So Tony, <laughs> I'm okay to show that I am vulnerable and I'm not all knowing. Oh, it's so sad. All right. Thanks for calling in Tony. Okay. We got one more call here from my man, Daniel. Hello, Brian, my old mate. It's Daniel from Wisbeach in Cambridgeshire. Just listening to your uh, latest podcast. First thing I'm going to, not subscribe to you, buddy, but I'm going to give you two pound of my hard-earned money because it's a, a long been a realization. I think you deserve it. So as soon as I pull this car up, ching ching, have me two quid a month. Done. You're right. It's the price of a copy, and you do give some rewarding content. Right. I want to ask you a question first of all. 
I've been listening to you talk about the Sammy event, right? And then I listen to you talk about iPhones. And I'm getting the feeling, and I want you to level with me now. Are you veering more over to Samsung camp, Camp Samson, uh, who's in bed with Google? Or are you going to stick steadfast to iPhone? And come on now, don't skirt around it, all right, like a teenager at a prom. Deliver it to us. Get right in there and give us the truth. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Daniel, are you ready for this? Can you can you handle this? Okay, so ultimately, if you've heard me talk, everyone knows I'm a tech fan, period. That's why I have a pretty balanced approach. Although I'm in the Apple ecosystem, there's a lot of, quite honestly, real innovative new features, new swings, new attempts that are happening in many companies outside of Apple where Apple is relying on their ecosystem to carry them through and take slow measured i wouldn't even call them risks they're just they're solid they're solid and they're still selling tons because they have the ecosystem they don't have that sense of urgency it's the ecosystem so if you're going to ask me sammy or apple well i think the answer is pretty obvious i am an apple guy because that is the ecosystem that i'm in but i also love a lot of things for example the samsung's buds plus for 149 dollars, those things are awesome that I would arguably pick those over the regular AirPods, specifically that price and the features and everything they do. They're awesome. So I love other products from other companies. I Yeah, my primary ecosystem, uh, duh, iPhone, iPad Pro, Apple Watch, oh, MacBook Pro. That is That is, they all play off of each other. But at the same time, there's no reason like, Going to another ecosystem, being on a Samsung device is not a lesser experience. In fact, in, in many ways, it's a superior experience, but both sides of the coin have their advantages and disadvantages. I know people here that listen to the show have some Apple products and some non-Apple products, and you get me. But if you want me to just to make it clear, I'm not team, I find if, if it's easier for me to say I'm team Apple, I'm team Apple, but I'm just team everything. That's why I can be critical about Apple, where a lot of people, they just suck the Apple teat and can't be objective when they do some of the dumbest things. Like the Mac Pro wheels, that's straight dumb. That is just dumb. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for this week. Remember, voice memo, call in the show, applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's all you got to send it along to. And thank you. To my platinum Apple sponsors at the $100 level, Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frader, Jarrett Lewis, and Calvin Fatakar. Thank you for your contributions. All of you who are listening, if you'd like to support the show, patreon.com slash Tong. Also, tell your friends about it. Hey, if you haven't already, give us that money five-star review. Type in a review. Put a few comments. It helps bump us up in the algorithm. Even go check it out on iTunes. It has a ridiculous uh, review score. Kind of proud of it. Where I, I think we're at like 1.1 thousand five-star reviews. You're all a crazy. Crazy. Anyways, thank you so much. Appreciate your support. Appreciate your love. And I love this. We talked about it earlier. We are lucky to talk about tech and have fun with it. So until next week, take care, everybody. Be safe. We'll catch you, I guess, roughly the same bat time, same bat podcast. 
That's what's up. All right, take care, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Peace.